Here we go. Mine is going. It's going good, baby. Oh, good in the hood. Oh, it's working. <laughs> they call that lag time, right? We be lagging. We be lagging. So we lagging. <laughs> we rolling. <laughs> Trying to catch me riding dirty. Uh, happy birthday. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just said, happy let's not talk day. about it. The first thing out of your mouth. <laughs> no, thanks. And happy recording day. Yeah, there we go. Happy recording. Let's insert some applause for that. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. not a birthday guy man after a certain age i just was like you know i don't want to be made much of yeah i get that and i also get the other side it took me a a little Uh, bit to understand this but your birthday is really mostly about other people feeling good and celebrating you uh, and not so much you getting the praise and the celebration you know yeah, absolutely. Keep telling yourself that. Even still, I've just, I don't care. I'll work on my birthday. I don't want anything except maybe yeah. a cake and a blowjob. And then, you know, life's good. Oh my God. Well, secret time. I'll send you a secret cake. Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that other shit you can get somewhere else. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm not big on birthdays either. Um, you know, probably because you're ancient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, a happy birthday is just uh, sitting outside by the fire, surrounded by friends and drinks and cigars. Mm. So every other day. Every day is my birthday. I wish. Yeah. Not about being your birthday uh, or my birthday, but imagine if we could just sit around fires and drink and smoke. And get paid for it? That's it. Not even get paid. Maybe you just don't even have to, like, pay bills or... I mean, I guess you would have to get the beer or the booze and the cigars and the firewood, but I don't know. I'm just saying hypothetically, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. Um... To me, it's just nothing better, dude. It's just love sitting at the fire and chilling out. I don't have to do anything special. I guess, you know what? As I get older, my wife might disagree, but I'm becoming more of a homebody. Hmm. So, I never really spent this much time at home. Growing up, even when I had my last house, I was single for five years. I was never home. I didn't care to be home. Um, but now, you know, we're married. There wasn't no one in that house. house. You could keep warm. (laughs) Now I just, you know, I just, I would rather just be in my backyard sitting on a nice comfy chair and, uh, smelling a nice fire. Hell Um, yeah. Which reminds me, right now I'm out of wood. Hey, yo. It's never a good thing. Yeah. So, 
I've got this cool place by me, uh, by my job, where I pick up wood pallets, and um, I can bring them home five at a time. I just chop them up, I quarter them up, and then that's my firewood for the fire pit. Uh, but I was looking at um, Facebook today in the marketplace, and there's a couple places that have legit wood, and they're just giving it away for free, just trying to get it out of their backyard. So. Huh. Like trees and shit? Yeah, like trees that they've cut up and they're just trying to get rid of the wood because they're not going to burn it or season it, you know? Yeah. So it's just sitting there wet. Mm, you know, I... Uh, wet wood. <laughs> wet wood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like picking stuff for that stuff like that up. Um, And then, you know, like I'll take a nice big piece of wood and throw it in there mm. on top of a pallet and a bunch of paper. And, you know, I'll, I'll start the fire and then I'll just keep putting pallets around that wood until it's gone. I love it. Hell yeah. So. Fire's awesome. <clears throat> Secret time. Secret, Secret time. time. This one time in Florida, my friend Chad and I, it's Halloween. We were gonna carve pumpkins, and we got bored with that. And we're both like, kind of pyros. <laughs> so we got some Axe body spray and uh, a lighter. And I had carved a cross in mine because I was being a good Christian. Mm. Totally blew some Axe in there with lit the thing, and holy balls, bro. That pumpkin spewed a flame. I almost lost all of my facial hair and probably half my face. Wow. But man, it was so awesome. And I would do it again. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. I'm not a fan of Axe body spray, but if it um if it serves as a fire starter. Oh, it's amazing. Just get a lighter and spray it. Mm. It's like a friggin' blowtorch. <laughs> or a flamethrower, I should say. Not a blowtorch. Uh, how about you just light a match and set it in there and then blow it on the match? Hey, man, experiment. Have fun with it. So you don't burn your fingers and you don't burn your face. Well, you know, I, in hindsight, I was younger. And... <laughs> we also lit a couple phone books on fire, and those things can burn for a long time. Depending on where oh, you I live, bet. I should say. No, that's a really good idea. The phone book around that. here would burn in about two minutes, but hmm. yeah, dude, and they burn green. Oh, it's so cool looking. <laughs> All the chemicals are just like, oh yeah, you're just killing yourself. Into the air. But it's so beautiful. Uh, wow. Anyway, so fire's awesome. So I walk into the house today. And the wife is on the couch working. Naked. And I walk in and immediately the smell hits my nose. Shit. The shit smell hits my nose. Uh-oh. And I'm like, dude, it smells like shit in this house. And she starts laughing. And I'm like, I'm serious, dude. <laughs> She's like, I just sprayed. Oh, like, I, man. <laughs> You're going to go the dog route. <laughs> that's where I'm getting to. So I don't know, dude, a few times a month I'll get up. You know, I'm typically coming down the stairs in the six o'clock hour or something like that, you know? And, um, the first thing I got to do is let the dogs out before I go pee because I don't want them shitting in the house. Well, get that Clyde. My Jack Russell is, um, at this point, it's 2019. He was born in 2005. So he's about almost 14 years old now. Yeah. He's 13 for sure. I think he was born in October. Somewhere around there. So he's almost 14 years old. My cousin, I can ask my cousin. He, uh, he knows the day that he was born. Uh, cause he got him first. But, um, his his sight is starting to go, and so is his hearing, and also his ability to hold his shit in. 
So he's about to go the way of old Geller if he keeps shitting in my house. And I know it sounds bad and it sucks because God knows I don't want to lose another dog. I'm still heartbroken over Angel and, you know, she's the screensaver on my phone right now. Um, and it would be tough to lose Clyde, but dude, I'm so done with him shitting on my rug. <laughs> Freaking sucks. Yeah. And then you clean it up. I, I wrap it up. You know, I pick it up with toilet tissue and throw it right in the toilet, flush it down. Cause I figure it's pretty damn close to our shit, right? Shit is shit. It should flush. And it does. Um, but dude, it's, it's just terrible, man. So I had to go to target today to, to get more, uh, to get some Febreze and shout out to Tarjay. Oh, Tarjay, how I love thee. Mm-hmm. They so got that one I, I to $3 know. section when you first get in, you can spend like 20 minutes looking through that shit. You know, I try to stay away from it. My wife says, because uh, she, she'll say she wants to go to Target. I'm like, well, what is it that you need from Target? And her response is, well, you don't tell Target what you need. You let Target tell you what you need. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That's some bullshit right there. That's how you spend $100 at Target every time you go, you know? It's also true. Whatever. I get it. It's not that nice. So, but anyway, that's it. I just wanted to tell you about the shit smell. Well, in the same uh, arena, I guess you should say. Just sitting here a few minutes ago, getting ready to podcast, and I hear a peeing sound next to me. <laughs> and just in case you're wondering, no, I do not record outside in grass where dogs should pee. I record inside yep. in my office where dogs should never pee. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, you little shit. Like, you know better. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> but he did this yesterday, too. Or maybe it was the day before. Where it's just like... Just comes next to me in peace. Like, what the hell? What is that? <laughs> Fucking little shit. And listen, uh, I rub his nose in it. I yell no several times. Maybe there's some cursing involved. And then I smack the shit out of his nose. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All the things that uh, PETA says that you shouldn't do. Well, fuck PETA. They can come and give me a new carpet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that's the joy of having a puppy, right? Yeah. That right there. But, you know, he's pushing six months now. I mean, he's potty trained, you know? That's that's what I don't understand is like, it's not like, oh, we left him, we left him in his crate all day and, you know, and then we just let him around the house. No, he's been out like three, four times. <laughs> and he knows. He goes to the door and whines. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I've seen some dogs trained to ring a bell when they have to go outside or when they want to go outside, you know. They'll sit by the door and just paw the bell. They have a little bell low so the dog can reach it. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. It'd be nice if they would do that. Yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mind a dog barking, sitting by the door, and then just give me one good bark to let me know that you want to go. I'm fine with that. But when I'm in bed and I can hear their little freaking paws <laughs> scratching up the hardwood floor, it immediately wakes me up and it's like, oh shit, I got to let these dogs out because don't want an accident. It's about to go down. Yeah. On your floor yeah. where you got to clean it. Yeah. Believe you me. So the wife told me today that we're going to have to call Hagopian to get the carpets cleaned. 
So Hagui Wadi? Hagopian? I don't know what language you're speaking when you say that. Oh, you know what? <laughs> right. It's a Detroit thing, I guess. Maybe it's not everywhere, but um, their advertisement is just look for the purple truck or the purple van. Oh. So it's a big purple van, and it's a, a picture of um, basically a genie on the side of the van. And that's a gold. Oh, uh, I remember seeing that. Yeah. I remember the genie. They, yeah, they clean your carpets. They clean your rugs. Shampoo, steam, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Anyway. <clears throat> well, let's get into some topic. What do you say? Let's do it. So, I kind of wanted to talk about something. And... <clears throat> um. I kind of already told you I don't know if it's going to make sense, but I want to try, and I think between the both of us, we can probably get there. So, to preface where I want to go, there's a little bit of a story. (laughs) The story time. So, I got to see half of my favorite band uh, last week. They did an acoustic show near us, and we went and checked it out, and... It was so cool because I've been listening to them for like 17 years. They have a podcast that I follow. Um, they've almost all of them have done solo projects that I've, you know, listened to and so on and so forth. Right. And I know quite a bit about them, which is weird to meet someone who you already know some stuff about and they have no idea who you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm at this acoustic show and it's awesome. Cause like I finally get to see them and like meet them and they were telling stories and just hanging out and it was like, bring your own booze kind of thing. And like, whatever, just chill, have a good night. And it was like a intimate, smaller show. So it was, there was about 35 people there. Some of the people were talking to the two guys that were there and uh you know you could overhear him because it's it was in this like cool old music store and blah 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 well i just told you like how much of a fan i am right and i overhear several of these people talking to them and saying like oh i'm such a huge fan i've listened to you for like 12 years and i just love your music you guys are awesome like keep it up uh I got a boner right now. Do you want to see it? You know, <laughs> typical fanboying or fangirling. True, true fans right there. Huh? Said true fans right there. Yeah. Well, then throughout the night, um, I didn't get to really talk to them before because some of their quote unquote major fans in the room were like getting their talk on. Right. And it's like, whatever, you know, I'm about to be 30. Well, when this comes out, I'm 33. Like, I'm not, oh, my God, sign my titty. I'm never washing my hands. Yeah. Like, it's such an honor. Oh, my God. You know, I have your words tattooed on me. Take a picture. <clears throat> and I just wanted to enjoy the night. Plus, I realized, like, these are just two people who a lot of people know what they sing. But they don't know all those other people. So they probably don't give a shit. So I don't want to be weird, you know? Yeah. Well, throughout the night, they're telling stories and they're letting people ask questions. And some of the questions, man, were just like, how do you not know that about these guys? If you're like the fan that you say you are, you know? And I guess a little bit of judgment for me, but also just kind of like, Oh, I thought you were like this big fan. And, you don't know like what their last album was titled and or what the album artwork looked like. And that's significant because this particular band uh, on their podcast talked about the controversy of their artwork. Um, and it was this whole thing, you know? And anyway, I guess 
what I really want to discuss here is I'm sitting there knowing the type of fan I am. Now, it does not negate the fact that some of these other guys or ladies were fans as well, but proclaiming to be like their biggest fan or like I've followed you all this time and they don't know at least what I do. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, ah, you're a fucking poser, bro. Like, what do you mean? Like, how do you not know these things? Why are you asking that question? They answered that in their podcast or they wrote a whole song about that. So like, (laughs) have you heard that song? (laughs) You know, like, I kind of was thinking about this today about how does, how does that, uh, parallel to Christians and churchgoers because we all were fans in that room. That's why we were all there, but there was different levels of, uh, I guess you say fanhood or fellowship or fandom fandom. There you go. and I think church is the same way and I think following Christ is the same way and specifically I want to have this conversation because it's Easter just passed Passover happened you know the whole thing with Jesus dying on the cross and all that and like we talked about how you know there's three or four days out of the year that pretty much everyone goes to a church (laughs) And there's a lot of different fandoms of Christ. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting to me. And I don't know where to fully go with the conversation, but it's really just been kind of on my brain. And I want to explore that with you. So that was a long ass preface. But one, are you still with me? And two, what do you think? I am with you. Yeah, I I don't know the band Emery. I I have uh only listened to a couple episodes of the podcast. I am not a fan. Um nothing against them. I'm just just not a fan of theirs. Fuck you. So, I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give up on this podcast right now. Um yeah. There's, I, I think people just enjoy being part of tribes, you know, and kind of find their value and their and their worth in the crowd that they follow or the people that they follow, and um, and it's quite natural. I mean, evolutionary, evolution, evolutionarily speaking. Did that make sense? <laughs> yes. Um. You know, yeah. You you would stick with your people. There was security. There was a community. There was uh, a, a a means of survival that went along with it. And I think that we've dumbed down that concept so much to to now we just got fanboys. Um. So. I think that, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that people fake the funk, but I think that they're probably doing it for a reason because they get some sort of validation out of it. Or even if it's just at the end of the day, a cool story to be able to tell to their friends and just be able to say, yeah, I was there. Um, but they're not true followers. You know, they're not truly part of that community. And I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to compare being a Christian to being uh, a fan of a band or anything else. I just think that within the the quote-unquote community that was there, I mean, people that mostly didn't know each other, and, you know, uh, I mean, there's, there's a vast difference between that and a church body. I get that. Sure. Like, the people being the body is what I'm saying. So, you know, I'm not trying to necessarily say that they're one and the same. I just think that the, I feel like 
like when so when I really came to like into my faith, I should say, and really started questioning and I was like, I want to know this. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to grab this commentary. I'm going to grab that commentary. I'm going to see which one I think is better or maybe makes more sense or who has the more history. Like, I don't want to just go to do a church and have this one guy tell me this thing while I'm sitting here with other people who are getting the same thing. And then I have to continually go back to that church for that guy to tell me the thing. Like, I want to know about this, you know? And I don't know if there's like, I, I think maybe that's part of the reason why I've left the four walls of the church is because not to say like, I know everything. I researched everything. Come to me. I will show you the way. Definitely not saying that because I would be an asshole (laughs) and I would be very ignorant, but I am like saying, you know, most of what's being taught or preached or said behind of a pulpit is very elementary and stuff that one, I already know. And two, I already probably know more of not in an arrogant way, but just because I was curious, I found it out. I studied and I am still struggling with things that the Bible teaches. We're doing this fucking yeah. podcast about stuff like that, you know? Sure. And then no you have arc. people who <clears throat> just go to church and hear the thing and, oh, yeah, I love Jesus. I got the T-shirts. I got the coffee mugs. I'm going to post scriptures on my Facebook. Like, oh, I love Jesus, man. He's like, he's my everything. Like, oh, man, I've been a fan of him for, like, 12 years. And then you've got like, other people who are like, oh, really? Well, what's Passover mean? Oh, well, you know, it's like Eastern stuff. And it's like, yeah. bitch, you ain't no fucking Christ follower. You don't know that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but is that yeah. wrong? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's necessarily wrong. But, yeah, I don't know. Is there room in here to explore that, or is it just face value and that's what it is? No, sure. You know, I would I would argue along with you that you know if you've got someone that's being a poser, then yeah, there is a strong tendency to want to just shut them up and just say, just call them out and say you're not what you say that you are. Well, and real quick, I'm not saying that if you go to church. You're a poser. You know what I mean? I do not think that at all. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Not saying that. But but in the standpoint of going back to Emory, you've got someone that are claiming to be something that they're not, as evidenced by them not knowing certain things that are common knowledge for someone who really follows them. And I yes. think we have the same thing in Christianity or you have people that declare like I have, I've always had this issue with people that claim to be Christians for 30 years and they've never won anyone to Christ. Yeah. They've never made a convert and making converts is part of the great commandment, right? The great commission, you know, great commission. Yeah. Like, go ye into all the world, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've taught you. Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Like, those were Jesus's, huh? (laughs) Selah. What? (laughs) Those were literally Jesus's final words on the earth. And you've got people that claim to be Christians for 30 years and they've never shared their faith or they've never invited anybody to church or they've never prayed with someone to receive Christ or anything like that. To me, that's a poser. And I've confronted many a people like that and I've called them out. Like it, 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 you know, 
So I get what you're saying. It, it is kind of difficult not to feel a certain type of way about someone like that. And I don't, I don't mind calling them a poser because, in my opinion, that's probably what they are, a poser. Well, I think that's part of the reason why I want to flesh this out with someone else other than my own thinking because I got to have some grace here and, and say, like, well, let's just say the guy's name is Steve, okay? I overheard Steve saying some stuff, and then the questions he was asking – and then the conversations he was having, I just put together like, oh, well, you don't know as much as I know about them, which first off probably makes me a fucking nerd, <laughs> which I do not discount at all because, you know, it just is what it is. But it doesn't mean that Steve's not a fan. It doesn't mean that Steve doesn't appreciate the band and their artists and their interpretation of things and, you know, their artistry is what I should, should have said, not artists. Yeah. It no. doesn't mean that Steve's not a fan. And I don't know, does it mean that I'm a bigger fan? Like, what's the ruler here? What's the measurement? You know, like, how do you know? I just thought it was funny that, like, someone who goes on and on to them about how much of a fan they are, and then it's like, well, it's fairly easy to know some of this stuff about them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I guess it's my own like selfishness being like, well, you're not a biggest fan. I'm the biggest fan. Cause I know X, Y, and Z <laughs> and you only know a, B and C, you know, and sure. maybe I'm the dick. I don't know. I'm trying to, I guess, figure it out. Like, what is it? Yeah. Because I re I honestly think there's a comparison here between, well, a lot of different things, but specifically for this podcast, the church, because on any given day in any church, you could have, you know, biggest fans down to, you know, people who are just there because their parents brought them don't give a shit. And it's just funny because, again, I see a lot of Christians go to church every Sunday or as many Sundays as they can, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then like you see their lives on Facebook and they post stuff about being a Christian and this verse and that verse and love people and, you know, do good things and have good people around you. And then they're just shitty fucking people. And it's like, yeah, well, what the hell's going on here? Cause I mean, I don't know. Not that I should be a judge or anything. Cause I'm not, I'm definitely not. God's going to judge me one day and it scares the shit out of me because I am not a good person. And I understand that. <laughs> and I pray that he finds grace in his heart to know that I'm covered by his son's blood. Like, yeah. amen to that. That is my amen. hope right there because I, Sean David is a shitty ass fucking human. Mm. Let that go on the record for always. But, uh, you know what? Can I take that butt away? I don't want to say butt. I'm just saying, like, I want to know things. and Back that butt up. I, back that ass up. Bah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is there a level of Christendom? Maybe that's a good question. Like, and at what point should we mature? And at what point are we just stagnant? and immature because the Bible says, you know, stuff like a lot of things. <laughs> what's that? Uh, what's that thing is like when I was a child, I acted like a child. Yeah. And yep. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people in the church that act like child's children still like, in their faith Childs. and in their spirituality and in their relationship with Christ, which then leads me to believe what does your relationship with Christ look like? Because if you went to a Jesus concert and you met him and you said, I followed you for 12 years, man, I really love what you're preaching. I love your story. Like, I love your father. Like, thank you so much for dying for me, man. Like, that is so cool. 
but I had no fucking clue you're not white. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, you're wait idiot. a second. <laughs> How do you think I'm white? Like, <laughs> And would it matter? Because I got to, I got to, you know, that's a question I always ask with a lot of stuff. Would it even matter? Yeah. I'm talking a lot. I think you got a good point. No, I think you got a really good point. I, I would argue, though, that, yeah, obviously, Scripture talks about people being babes and talks about I mature, a babe. maturity. But mature Christians, Rawr. right? Like, so, uh, so we're called to grow in our faith. Right. To continuously grow and excel in maturity. But there is nothing in scripture that says that you have to be at a level six by the end of five years of professing Christ. Right. You know, people just grow at different rates. Um, and people grow, you know, it depends on where you are, right? Like, it depends on what kind of soil that you're planted in. That's going to determine whether or not you grow slow or fast, right? Uh, there's, there's the law of the lid. You can only go as high as the lid. And the only way that you're going to go any higher than that lid is if that lid is off. Or if you leave that jar. You know, it's, it just is what it is. Um, thankfully, I don't think that God judges us based on our maturity level. At least there's nothing in scripture that I see. Yeah, you're right there. You know, there's nothing in scripture that I see that says that he judges us based on our maturity level. Um, his judgment is based on our acceptance of Christ. Either you accept him or you don't. Oh, but herein lies a few of the rubs. Because give me a rub, huh? Give me a you rub. Want a little rub. Here's a little rub for you. I've been a Christian for 20 years. The only thing that matters is that I say a prayer and I mean it, and I accept Christ, and that's it. And I can do whatever the fuck I want now. <laughs> yeah, but Scripture doesn't support that. Well, that's why I said there lies the rub. I understand that that philosophy and that mindset. I really do. Because I, I'm a big proponent of Christianity being more about our faith than about our perfection. But the answer to that rub would be what I was alluding to earlier. There's a difference between a poser and a true follower. A true follower may not know as much as someone who, you know, a follower of just a some random guy following isn't going to have the same maturity level as someone that's been following for, for years. Uh, the fact is, is that people love different. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Some people love harder than others. Some people want more intimacy than others. Some people want a deeper relationship than other people do. And you see that on the natural, not just spiritually, but you see that in the natural as well in any given marriage, right? It's like you got one guy who comes home, he picks his wife up, it's like, kiss me like you miss me, right? Like, uh, <laughs> what's the guy's name? Like Deadpool, you know? <laughs> She's like, kiss me like you miss me. And he's like, well, come on over here. And he picks her up and they make out and then he goes on to the next scene. And then you got other people that's just like they they come in the door and it's like, hey, hey. Then they go take a shit. You know, I mean, there's different levels of, of intimacy at different times. And but one thing remains the same, no matter what marriage you kind of have, is the fact that you're still married. And I think so it is with Christianity, with a relationship with Christ, yet some people that want to pray every single day. They want to study their Bible every single day. Yeah. 
And then you got other people who will go days without praying or days without picking up their Bibles. You know, they'll go weeks or months without reading any scripture at all. You know, you can't, you can't put them on a sliding scale and say, well, this is a level one Christian and this is a level 10 Christian. You, you can't do that because scripture won't support it. But what scripture will support is if both of them are claiming that they believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God who loved them, died for them, was buried and rose again, then they're both Christians. Feel me? Sila. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it, good, it's, man. It's just, I do feel you. It's just one of those things, man. You know, I, and it makes, I did kind of want to talk about this with you. You know, like in Christianity, we're the only ones, we're the only religion out there, or well, one of the only few religions out there that are trying to make converts, that actually want the Church of Christ to increase. But if you look at Judaism, out of which Christianity was birthed, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care if you convert to Judaism or not. They don't care if you get circumcised or not. They don't care if you follow the Owie. tenets of their faith or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't care. Like, they don't care if you believe in Yahweh or not. They just say, well, it's not for you because you're not a Jew. Yeah. That's true, man. You know? So. So basically, I was an asshole judging the other people there. Because out of my selfishness, I wanted to be like, I'm a bigger fan than you, bitch. (laughs) And it took over 20 minutes to get there. (laughs) (laughs) but honestly man i've enjoyed this convo because i just yeah i do i mean it people and how we all behave is in is intriguing to me and then when you insert the faith thing like because harry are you done with this topic are we good can we move on yeah let's move on here's another thing that like i've been really thinking about kind of on and off uh sort of recently the past several months that i haven't really shared with too many people like well maybe not anyone but this whole thing of like the how non-christ followers or church people or christians whichever one of those you want to titles you want to use how they view people who claim the faith of christ and going to church and being a Christian. Like for instance, today I'm working, we had someone go on vacation at the coffee shop. So I picked up a few, well, several hours, uh, this week. And anyway, I was there today and we had this guy come in and <clears throat> it was just so awkward and weird, right? Like there's this dude in a suit. He's probably in his fifties. He just comes in strolling all super slow and he hands me this like full paged poster basically that's facing him first off. And he says, well, you don't have a bulletin board, I guess. And I was like, nope. (laughs) He's like, well, is there anywhere you could put this? And I was like, I mean, I guess we could find a place somewhere. And he was like, all right, thanks. And just turned around and walked away. Do you know what that fucking guy was? And what he was promoting? No, what? Come sing songs for Christ. And that was his interaction with someone he did not know in a coffee shop where tons of people come to in the community. And that's how he wants to fucking represent himself and Christ. Like, isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah. shitty? Yeah. Introduce I, I yourself. Would... Be happy. Yeah, that's weird. Be like, hey, 
I don't know if you guys will put this up anywhere. My name is such and such. I'm a singer. I would like to promote this thing. People can come if they want. It's free. If they don't want to, they don't have to. And hey, by all means, if you don't want to put this up, you don't have to. But it would be nice if you did. Let me buy a coffee. None of that fucking happened. It was so awkward (laughs) that as a Christ follower, this and not even secret time. This is just what fucking happened. I walked to the back and I told my boss, here's how this interaction happened. And I literally did the same thing he did word for word. And I was like, and guess who it fucking is? Some Christian asshole. She looks at the thing, crumples it up, throws it in the trash. Wow. Wow. I couldn't agree any more with her. I would, I would do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, just sure. based on the interaction like you're representing christ you're representing yourself i mean have some fucking decency and like self-respect especially for yeah. the savior of the fucking world hello <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so yeah. anyway there's this whole like <clears throat> there's this whole thought process going in on in my head about how do people view churchy christian people and it's it's rarely in a good light. Yeah. And I guess I just don't know what to do about it except be me. And like, I have no shame telling people like, Hey, I read the Bible, man. I read what Jesus did and I try to follow it and I struggle with a lot of it and I fuck up and I try to correct it and I don't know most of it. I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm willing to explore it. But I do think there's some core values and that's love people and have grace, but don't get fucking walked on. I think that's what Jesus would say if he was here today. (laughs) He would definitely say, don't get fucking walked on and just be a kind human to people. But like time and time again, man, I witness people. As I sip on this gym. As a Christian, get it? Mm. Like, Christian people treating non-Christian people like shit. And I just cringe. And it makes me want to go in a hole and die. And then be resurrected from the love of Christ and his shedding of blood on the cross. And then go beat the shit out of those fucking people. Because... (laughs) Jesus, man, like you're a shitty fucking person. There's a lot of shitty Christians. And I know there's a lot of shitty people, but like, I don't know what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it really affects my testimony. Oh God. I just got super churchy Christian. Easy. It really affects how I share my faith. That's what I'll say. Yeah, but you don't have any responsibility there. You cannot change the hearts and minds of people in the way that they view Christians. It's just impossible. Well, and I get that. There's too many people out there. Huh? I get that, but it's awkward for yeah. me because I, I just want to be like, no, 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 come here. <laughs> let me hug you. Yeah. And let me just tell you, like, that's not what Jesus would do. That There's yeah. none of Jesus in that. But they would yeah. say, bullshit. That puts me in a weird spot because it's like, well, fuck, I honestly agree with you because that's horrible. That should have never happened. And it continues to happen. You see what I'm saying? Over and over again. I get it. Like, what do we do as a Christian? What can I do to like in my community with the people that I interact with? And... You know, I guess I got to answer my question and then I'm going to shut up because I feel like I'm talking a lot on this one. But like, (laughs) I feel like I do the best I can to interpret what I believe Jesus was teaching in the Bible at certain times and very specific times, to be honest. And in those moments, it's like foot on the gas. You know what I mean? Like, let's go fucking hard right now because this may be the only chance I have to tell you the interactions and the personifications and the mindsets and 
the views you have on people who follow Christ, like that's not real. It shouldn't be real and it's shitty. And I want you to know it's fucking shitty because that's not who Jesus is. Like this is who Jesus is because this is what the Bible says. And in those moments, I really have to lay on the, the gas and just go fucking, you know, balls to the wall. If you get what I'm saying to like, really drive home like that's not jesus please don't take that as jesus this is yeah. jesus let me tell you and i just pray that those moments like affect people and really mean something you know what i mean like make an impression because i feel like yeah. there's a this there's a whole lot of other shit that is impressing on people that jesus must be a fucking cunt because his followers are shitty. So fuck them all and fuck Jesus. And that is so horrible, man. You know what I mean? It's awful. No doubt about it. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, I mean, like, like the wife said on her interview, um, she was like, yeah, I consider myself to be an evangelical Christian. She said, but not like everybody else thinks, right? Because the world sees evangelicals as racist, bigoted, anti-LGBT. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> pro-life, right-wing, blah, 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 fill in the blanks. And it's a terrible viewpoint, but it's the truth. That's the way that most people see evangelical Christians. And so she considers herself to be more of a progressive Christian. Uh, I'm cool with that, you know. Do 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 you, boo boo? Um, do you, boo boo? The labels are <laughs> the labels are what they are, and unfortunately, um, with this world being as tribal as it is, labels unfortunately matter, you know. Um, and it sucks, but. You know, like I said before, the as a Christian, everything you do and say represents Christ, whether it's intentional or not. So w whether or not you think that you are representing Christ with your actions and how you interact with people, you're doing that. You really are. You are representing Christ, and you need to make sure that your representation is a good one. And then if everyone just took personal responsibility to live their lives worthy of the grace that God has given them, I think that the viewpoint of Christians would begin to change a little bit. It might take a long, long time, but I believe it's possible. At least I have hope that it's possible if everybody did what they claim to actually be. Be who you claim to be, a Christian, someone who loves God and loves people. Yeah. Just do that. Love God, love people, and then the stigma against Christianity will begin to fall off, at least in small circles. I think. It's my opinion. I think I agree. CeeLo. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm glad. I the thing is, we all have a responsibility, um, and frankly, um, when stigmas are negative about a certain group or a certain tribe, there's usually a reason why that stigma existed. You know, someone gave that person or group of people a reason to think the way that they think. Somebody gave it to them. Maybe they invented this shit on their own. Or maybe somebody invented it and spread a lie. But nine times out of ten, um, people, what the hell are you doing? No, keep going, keep going. You're distracting. Don't look at me. <laughs> nine times out of ten, uh, you give people a reason to think that you're an asshole. It's probably because you're being an asshole. Yeah. It's just that simple. Um, so, at least that's my opinion. You know, 
or you can be considered a super nice guy or super sweetheart, you know, and and you've given people to think that way about you as well. So just be the Christian that you claim to be. Don't be a poser. Love God, love people, and then just let the chips fall where they may, you know. I've had people say to me, you know what, I don't like Christians, but you seem to be a good one. I've, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've, I remember this one time, I'm sitting at the cigar lounge, having a cigar, this guy comes in, and uh, in this Old West outfit, he had two six-shooters on his, on his hip, he had just come from, yeah, bomb, bomb, bomb. He he just came from a shooting competition. This town ain't He's big enough for two officer. of us. <laughs> he was a police officer for forty years and a self-proclaimed bigot and racist. He sits down. I'm the only one in there at the time. I was there early or had the day off or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm sitting in there having a cigar, watching TV by myself. He walks in and uh, he sits down across from me. And I said, hey, man, how are you? My name is Mike. And he says, oh, my name is Herb. All right, so we're Big sitting there Herb. talking, talking, talking. <laughs> like Wyatt Herb. Wyatt Herb. That's what he went by, Wyatt Herb. So we're sitting there talking, talking, talking. We're laughing, cracking jokes, whatever, having a good time. You know, I'm telling him what I do. You know, I work for Nissan. And he's like, you know, Volkswagen. retired cop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today I work for Nissan. Oh, he's, you moved. I moved. <laughs> Car companies are competitive. <laughs> you know, he says to me, he says, you know what? This is a, a roundabout way to tell you, but he's, he looks at me and says, you know what? He said, I'm a racist. He said, I don't like black people at all, but I like you. Uh, all <laughs> <He> right. Said, <laughs> And I, I just, I, I just listened to him. I started laughing. I thought it was funny, personally. Uh, and I, well, hey, it's all good. There's a lot of black people I don't like either. Sure, <laughs> some of them are assholes. Michael Jackson. I know a few assholes that are black. You know, but I, I know a lot of white people that are assholes too. Like, I get it, but I'm not racist. You can't hate a whole race of people and then just like one of them, or maybe, or maybe Big he Herb can. can. I guess he can. Uh, but I say all that to say, um, you don't have to live the the stereotype, or you don't have to live the, you know, the the way of of all, you know. Uh, Dave Ramsey said, "If the if uh, if everybody is dancing to the beat of the same drum, exit the dance floor immediately. Because it it pays to be different. You know, you don't go the way of the crowd. You don't go the way of the masses. Because most likely you're go- probably going in the wrong direction, right along with everybody else. Because the world is so tribal and full of lemmings." But dare to be different. Dare to be that that person who is going to show the world what Christianity really is about. You know, just love. You know, love, grace, forgiveness, acceptance of people. You know, things like that. Yeah, man. Dare. Just say no. Dare. (laughs) Just say no. (laughs) (laughs) no dude i get it i've had people say similar things to me like specifically with like oh where'd you go to school that was always a topic of conversation because i've lived i don't have the typical upbringing or maybe it is typical now i don't know but either way i moved quite a bit and uh and I'm not talking like, oh, I moved from this house to that house. I'm talking like move states away, like different people groups having to start all yep. over again. And several times people would be like, 
where'd you go to school? And I'd be like, well, and I would tell them I went to this, you know, discipleship program and they taught me how to do this thing and that thing. And I was studying to become a pastor and I was studying scripture and, you know, how to run the church. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like, you seem cool though. Like, why are you so different? You know what I mean? And like, that's kind of a cool thing, I think, because I don't, you know, I don't want to be associated necessarily with Christians because I know all the con- like negative connotations that come with it and the mindsets and the, all the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. want people to know who I am. And when they know who I am, they're definitely at some point going to know what I believe and who Jesus is to me. Because it's part of who I am. I don't have to just step into a room or start a job or go to fucking Walmart and buy something and just always be like, I'm a Christ follower. Do you know where you're going when you die? Because let me tell you, brother or sister, hell's hot and the devil's a douche. Except they wouldn't say douche because they probably think that's a sin. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? I totally get it, man. And uh yeah. Foe chow. Also, I'm a little yeah. jelly that I'm not named Earl just because I think it'd be super cool for everyone to call me Big Earl. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't know why. But uh yeah, sure. I don't know why either, but more parts Not you. the racist part, just the Big Earl part. <laughs> Big Earl. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, man, just I don't know. Just live it, you know? Don't don't just sit there and talk about it. Live it. Live it out. Live that faith out. Well uh, and be challenged. Like if you're listening to this and you feel uh what is that super defensive or you're kind of like, Oh shit, that's me. Like the world's not over, but think about things. You know what I mean? Like question, please (laughs) fucking question. Like how do people perceive me? How am I sharing my faith? How do just people view me as a human being? Like, are there things I could change? Because I know we do that. Yeah. So I'm not sitting here telling Absolutely. you to do something I don't do. No. Pause in five, four, three. Pause. Two. Pause for what? One. What? Three hours later. Can you move it along? I'm all out of time cards. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. Challenge yourself. Don't think that you've got it all together and... Well, believe that you don't, and and if you don't, then you can do better. You can be better. You can be stronger. You can, if you want to take it back to church, you can fall in love with Jesus every day. Sure. Let the church say And also, take a look at the community that you're involved with, not just in the four-wall church, but just in general. Like, Put yourself in relationship with people who question you. And who challenge you, even if it's not necessarily, you know, Christian people, like that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with no, that. It really is. Yeah. Befriend people who don't think like you do. Yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to find common ground, hopefully. And you'll also be able to like go back and forth and like build this relationship where you can be vulnerable and you can, you know, Figure shit out. Right. So it's life is about, I think. Tis tis the truth. Tis the truth. All right. Sweetness. I like it, bro. Good conversation. Oh yes. So good. Yeah, so good, so good. Uh, All right, brother. Let's uh put a bow on it. Tie it up. And yeah. bomb. Dropped. <laughs> well, it's mostly because my sucky internet oh. and you froze. Oh, did I freeze? Speaking of lag time, just had it. Nice. All right. 
Anyway, let's, let's get about this mug. It's been real. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Let's Happy go. birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. And uh, I'm fucking old, but not as old as Michael. Peace. Wow. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.